Luke 2 and 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the thing which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen as it was told them. Ask your neighbor, why did God choose the shepherds? Ask the neighbor on the other side, why did God choose the shepherds? Please be seated. Earth was about to receive a visitor from outer space. Never before had such a visit taken place. This was not, be, not to be just the transfer of the inhabitant of one planet to another planet. It was a visit by the Lord of the universe to a remote solar system in a single galaxy and to an obscure speck in that galaxy called the Earth. From the dawn of creation, plans had been made for this interplanetary visit. Over the centuries, divine Proclamations and prophetic predictions and symbolic events and the whole flow of earthly affairs had all pointed to the moment when this visit would take place. The significance of the moment could not be overstated. John describes it in chapter 1 and verse 1 of his book. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the, dark, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, but the world did not know him. Verse 11, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. 
But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. The time and place of the coming of the Lord was long before determined. But the issue before the divine council was, who is to be told of the birth of the Christ child? Upon whom shall we place the honor of being the first direct recipients of the news of his birth? There were many options before the council. If a job fair had been convened and applicants called forth, many would have appeared confidently presenting themselves as shoe-ins for the inclusion in the reception committee of the Lord of the universe. The wealthy, the well-known, the most respected persons of medicine, education, the arts, commerce, business, they would all have certainly presented themselves. The leaders of politics and religion would certainly have expected to be included in this reception committee. The chief priests, Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes would all have demanded notice and representation. And you and I had been there to participate in the making of the decision, we probably would have chosen from these groups that I have mentioned to be in the reception committee for the Lord of the universe. But this was not a choice that God allowed anybody else to make. This was a choice God himself made. Some choices God reserves to himself. Some choices people don't get to make. I'm glad that God does not leave important decisions about me to people. And I'm glad he doesn't leave the decision to folk. Hallelujah. People will do anything they can for you one day. And the next day they'll do anything they can to you. Uh-huh. People have their own challenges and difficulties, their own aspirations and agendas, their own inner conflicts and inner problems. And sometimes what they decide about me doesn't have anything to do with me, but rather some issue they're dealing with in their lives. So I'm glad God chooses. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad God chooses. I'm glad he chooses because of what I know about God's nature. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-wise, holy, just, unchanging, loving, merciful, and forgiving. And isn't that the kind of person you would want to choose you? One who was loving and merciful and forgiving. I'm glad God chooses because God loves me. Anybody here know God loves you? I'm glad God chooses because his word tells me what he intends and how he deals with folk 
whom he chooses. Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the thoughts I think toward you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then in Psalm 139, verse 1, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you, and when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me when there were none of them. In other words, before I took the stage and before the curtain lifted and before the story started, God had already written the script from the end to the beginning and all you and I have to do is play our role. God writes your history before you live it. And if you follow the script, God will bring it to pass. Come on, tell your neighbor, God writes your history before you live it. And if you follow the script, God will bring it to pass. Tell the one on the other side, you've got to follow the script. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. So it's God that does the choosing. A thousand people may not have chosen you, but if God chooses you, you win. Hallelujah. Come on, say it after me. A thousand people may not have chosen me, but if God chooses me, I win. According to my, according to my reading of the word of God, the only individuals who received a direct heavenly announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ and the only ones who received an invitation to come by and worship him were a group of shepherds. These are the only ones that received the angelic announcement. Now you might observe, well, the wise men were chosen. They were there. I would agree to a degree, but the wise men were not chosen in the same sense that the shepherds were chosen. We really don't know the details of how the wise men became fully involved in all these pursuits. But for me, the, the key word for them was pursuit. No mention is made of a heavenly announcement to the wise men. They were not Jewish proselytes. They were not they were in on the chosen people of God. They were wise men, not according to the wisdom of the world, however, but they were wise according to true wisdom because wise men seek after Jesus. It was not their time. It was not their turn. God had chosen the Jews as the vehicles of his revelation. But somehow these wise men collected every shred of information they could find out about Jesus. They inquired regarding the Jewish faith. They studied the scriptures and they probably found that obscure verse in Numbers 24, 17, where the Bible says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter should rise out of Israel. They studied the heavens, and they came to a star that they had not seen before, and somehow they concluded that must be 
his star. But not only did they give themselves to study, they acted on their discoveries. They journeyed the treacherous miles to get to where the child was. And when they found him, they gave him gifts and they fell down and worshiped him. But the key is they pursued him. They did not get an angelic announcement, but why did these shepherds get an angelic announcement? The wise men came and they were there. It was not their time, it was not their turn, but prayer and faith moved them to the front of the line. Child of God, don't wait for an invitation. Your time is now. Just come on to the party anyhow. But as I said, these shepherds received a heavenly vision. They received an angelic pronouncement. They received a divine visitation. And for the rest of the message, let's just deal with two questions. Why did God choose the shepherds? And how can you and I be chosen? God chose the shepherds because they fitted into the biblical parameters for who gets chosen. They fitted into the categories and into the types that Paul described in 1 Corinthians 1 and 26. Where the Bible says, for you see your calling, brethren, not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. The weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should be glory in his presence. God reaches for humble people. God reaches for people who do not feel that they are worthy and that they are worth it, that they're all that much. Shepherds were socially economically at the bottom of the totem pole. Shepherds spent most of their time away from home and away from family. Those who were thought most dispensable, those who were thought least necessary were the ones who were chosen to be shepherds. It was David, the younger son, who was sent by his father into the field to shepherd the flock. Shepherds lived out of doors. They were exposed and vulnerable to elements and to predators. And God chose shepherds to let us know if God chose shepherds, anybody can be chosen. Nobody would be disqualified. I said God chose shepherds to say and to show that nobody is disqualified. You know we love to disqualify folk. I said we love to disqualify folk. We love to put folk in a box. We love to determine whom God can bless and whom God cannot bless. But God goes outside any box we might build for him. Some of you know God had to go outside the box to get you. Come on, clap your hands and praise God. So God chose shepherds to show that nobody is disqualified. But God also chose the shepherds because he was on a roll. God was in a groove. God had it going on. It definitely was not upscale day, but rather back to the basics. It was back to the basics because Jesus was born in a stable, not in the maternity ward or the best hospital. Jesus was born under poor circumstances and poor people around him. 
Therefore, poor people were invited to celebrate his birth. Don't let anybody make you feel bad because you don't have what other folk have. This may be God has chosen the day that God has chosen to bless your crowd. God may have chosen to bless that no job crowd, that, that cancer crowd, the, the depressed crowd. And listen, even if this is not your day, you can step out of the crowd and move to the front of the line through prayer and faith. Come on, clap your hands and praise God. God chose shepherds so that nobody could feel that they were chosen because they deserve to be chosen. God will not share his glory. He said, I am the Lord, and my glory I will not give to another. Now my praise to graven image. If you are, if you feel, whoever you are, don't you feel that you don't deserve what God can do for you? If God has done anything for you, just give him glory. Because the more he does for you, the more you ought to praise him. I said, God chose shepherds because he chooses folk who don't deserve or who don't feel that they deserve to be chosen. Hallelujah. And I just want you to know you don't deserve what God has done for you. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you just don't deserve what God has done for you. God chose shepherds. I said he chose shepherds so that everybody would know that everybody is important. I said he chose shepherds so that everybody would know that everybody is important. He bypassed the king, he bypassed the judge, bypassed the magistrate, went all the way and found a group of shepherds and he chose them for the honor. God chose shepherds because he does not choose like people choose. He does not decide like we decide. The Lord said, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. God examined their hearts. Listen, you better be careful about who you associate with. Be careful about who you deal with. If you're not careful, if you don't know men's heart, you may find yourself dealing with a play misty for me situation. Hallelujah. God chose shepherds. You see, God chooses people who have good hearts. Too many mean folk, critical folk, think that God is going to bless them. And God may bless you for a while, but after a while, God listens in on your conversation. Listen, there's people, you got to worry about what you say, and you got to worry about what you do. But when you deal with God, you got to worry about what you think and worry about your attitude because God is looking at your heart. God chose shepherds because he loves people who have a shepherd's heart. Jesus had a shepherd's heart. That the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I'm come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And so God is looking for somebody who has a shepherd's heart. I said God is looking for somebody 
who has a shepherd's heart. Too many selfish folk, too many self-centered people are in the world today. Too many people who want to be served, who want to be lifted, who want to be blessed. But it's only what you do for Christ that will last. I said God chose shepherds. He chose the shepherds because he knew what kind of people they were. He knew how they would respond. He knew how they would behave. He knew, number one, that they would go. He said, if I tell those shepherds about the coming of the king, they will not only announce it and observe it, but they will go to see the king. In Luke 2, 15, when they found out the news, they said, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. God blessed us to know this. God blessed us to have this information. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to go and see this great wonder that has taken place. If you want God to bless you, you've got to be willing to go. Go to worship service. Go to prayer. Go to Bible study. Go to prison ministry. Go with the evangelism team. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you got to do all these things, but God deserves some of your time. He knew that they would go. He knew that they would testify. For Luke 2, 17 says that when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying that was told them concerning the child. And everybody who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. The shepherds told it in their home community. They told it in their neighborhood. They went and found everybody they could find to tell them what Jesus had done, that Jesus had been born into the earth. Listen, if God has done anything for you, you ought to let somebody know. I've got to tell what the Lord has done for me. God has done anything for you. Tell it if he's healed you. Tell it if he delivered you. Tell it because if you'll tell it, God will choose you and make choice of you. Hallelujah. In Matthew 8, 28 and 18, Jesus came and spoke to them and said, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, if you go, I'll be with you. If you go, I'll enable you. Tell it if he's done anything for you. I'm ready to close. But God chose shepherds. I said God chose shepherds because he knew that they would give him glory. I said he chose them because he knew they would give him glory. So many are blessed by God, but they don't give God the credit. They don't give God the glory. But God wants our praise. We ought to let God know that we are thankful for everything 
he does for us. Thank you, Lord, for my life. Thank you, Lord, for my health. Thank you, Lord, you picked me out to be saved. Thank you, Lord, I'm so glad. I'm so glad If you're glad to, to be saved If you're glad that you know Jesus Clap your hands and give him praise Praise God Praise God He's worthy of our praise That he knew that the shepherds would praise him. For in Luke 2:20, the Bible says, Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and all the things that they had seen. The Bible says, Be glad in the Lord, O you righteous, and shout for joy, you upright in heart. The shepherds might well have said, I don't know why he loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. But I'm glad, I'm glad that he did. Will you praise him? Will you glorify him? Will you honor him? Yes. Tell your neighbor, It's time to praise Him. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I've got to tell you what the Lord has done for me. Look over at your name and say, He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. You ought to praise Him, praise Him, praise Him for life, praise Him for health, praise Him for strength, praise Him that you can walk, praise Him that you can talk. The Lord is so good and He's worthy of our praise, worthy of our glory. Nothing but the grace of God. I said it was nothing but the grace of God. I don't know about you, but God had to reach way down to get me. You might feel that he reached up to get you, but no, God looked upon me. I didn't deserve it. I was not worthy of it, but he picked me out. Thank you, Lord. Pick me out to be blessed. Pick me out to be saved. 
Everybody in the house, clap your hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Stand up, everybody. The Lord surveyed the earth. Lord said, I've got to decide who I'm going to give this news to. Who am I going to tell? Who do I want to come to this Holy Ghost party? Rich folk were there. Educated folk were there. Powerful folk were there. Not that the Lord has anything against rich folk, educated folk, and powerful folk, but they got to humble themselves just like everybody else. God said, I'm going to choose those shepherds. I know they'll praise me. I know they'll bless me. I know they'll magnify me. And the Lord is still looking for worshipers. I said, the Lord is still worshiping, looking for worshipers. Hallelujah. The Lord said, the day is coming in our ears when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is looking for some worshipers. Are there any worshipers in the house?